Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin, Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Your name's Ari? That's your real name? That's my real name. Do you like your real name? Sure. Do sure. you like yours? Yeah, it's my real name. Okay. But I need a fake name to uh, go to market with. Yeah. I, uh, no, nah, I don't know. I, Ari's cool with me. Y2K's catch here. I went with that. Well, hello, beautiful human. We have Dan here. Thank you. What's up? Hi, Dan. Have, hey. Oh, we have Y2K hey. in the studio. Woo! So, uh, year 2000, where, uh-huh. where does that name come from? It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, it, honestly, I'm gonna stop f***ing with this. Can I say <laughs> Probably you're, not. You're okay. Okay. Um, might as well have just taken a dartboard with letters on it and closed my eyes and thrown it. Really? No, I mean, I thought it looked cool, but it has no meaning at all. It's were, easy. It's easy to remember. Looks nice. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah. But were you worried that when you type in Y2K on the computer, there's a lot of stuff that comes up that oh, won't yeah. be you? The it's millennium. been an eternal struggle. But <laughs> if anything, that's like motivation, right? Like, let's get our SEO better than the world scare. <laughs> are you a Are you a musical artist or are you... You use SEO right out the gate. You know how many artists I've had on this couch use SEO casually? Is it just me? Zero. Ooh. So my question to you is, are you a digital artist? Are you a music artist? Are you a combination of the two? Um, I mean, I would say that first and foremost, I am a m- musical artist, a producer and songwriter. Um, but I understand how the internet works and a lot of others. I went to school for computer science before I was in music but then i dropped out because i'm bad at math and you really got to be good at math that's what they for computer science yeah yeah i mean i don't know why i don't know why it didn't register to me because i was going to college i went to asu for exactly one year arizona state university baby yeah god bless it for- fork them <laughs> that, that's their thing it looks like the shocker <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no it, school pride yeah um but so when do you realize that you got to get the f- out of here? I I mean, so I left college or I sorry I left uh, high school to go to college at Arizona State. Um, I was just playing a sh- ton of video games, and I thought that that would mean that I could do computer science. I don't know where the I don't know where the disconnect was, but in my mind that made sense. And so I, I sign up for it. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to code video games. This is great. Everything's going to be about video games. And then I got dumped. And I was playing way too many video games. And I was like, I have nothing to show for my time. I should start doing something else. And the only thing I'm good at is computers. So I started producing. Uh, but like computers and music are, I mean, they are connected, They're the right? same now. Yeah, I mean, and also my mom owned, owned a music store. I've always been like okay. in the music world, but Got it's it. something that I didn't take seriously until I realized you could make music on a computer. Got it. Yeah. So, okay. By the way, you get into this video game hole, right. recovering from a breakup, and you go, what do I have to show for it besides nothing? Nothing. Like, I thought that, hey, I was like, man, maybe I'll become a professional video game player, which is crazy. I mean, hey. People do it every day. I know. I know. In your face, boomers. <laughs> 2019 is a time to be alive. <laughs> In your face, boomers. They're People invest- make money playing video games. People make way more money than you playing yeah. video games. Yeah, they do. Dude, I just read they were investing $15 million into a video game team training facility. Yeah. like No, it's like real no life. It's like sports now. It is. I've watched it, and it's fascinating, and it's kind of entertaining to watch. It's fun. Yeah, it's super like fun. It. 
But yeah, I don't know. I'm better at music. I figured out I couldn't do that for a career. Switched into music. I was like, this will probably work. Literally halfway through college, I stopped going to class. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm all in. I was making garbage can music, too. It was not good. I, was, I went through the whole learning curve publicly, too. If you search around enough, you'll find it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're out there. Oh, God, yeah. So, okay, is La 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 the first record that you're proud of? Are there records previous to that one that you use as kind of a learning ground that you, but you still take like seriously in your catalog? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so so a little bit of backstory on on my music. Um, so when when I'm talking about all this, this is 2012. So it's been seven years of me producing. I would say probably about four years ago, I got I would consider good at at it. Um, I was putting out like remixes and stuff under my name and then I transitioned into doing studio production. So basically like producing and songwriting for people, it, exactly what I did for La La La, but the difference is is that my name's just not in it. Yeah, it's for somebody else. Right, exactly. So I produced um, I produced like a song called No Sad No Bad for Killy. Cool. Uh, it was a big record in like Canada and, and in like the underground rap scene um, and a song called like Riding for Young Bands and uh, YBN Namir and Landon Cube. How'd you know you got good at it? Um, I feel like, I I don't know, but I do distinctly remember waking up one day and being like, oh, this is not bad. Because I would always listen to other people's music and then listen to my music and be like, mm, this doesn't stack up. Because I've always been very honest with myself, or at least I try to be. You know, which is important, super important, man. You gotta and some, and it's crazy how many people make music and think that they're gonna like do it and have been doing it forever and it's just not there because it's like a false sense of reality that yeah kind of stuck in yeah i mean that's like after putting in all that time to get good at music i'm so fast to just hire people to do anything else like graphic design or or any like there are people that try to do too much it's like come on someone someone is better at this thing than you are i understand that yeah so when it comes to the digital marketing aspect of your record Right. Was was La 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 the first song of yours that you put the digital machine behind? 100%. 100%. I mean, to, to a degree. So when you're putting out music in 2019 as like an independent artist, and like obviously we've since signed the song, but when it came out, everything that, the, the only reason that we even ended up in this position is because of what we did as independent artists. And, um, and you have to. There's no way that you can put out music on the internet in 2019. It doesn't matter how good it is and not have a game plan. It, it, it's the truth, but you had a you had a wide game plan that was different than anything else we've ever really seen, but also was inspired by other people, right? Because people use TikTok. I've never really seen somebody use Tinder the way you have. Right. I mean, it's gorilla as f You got Tinder gold. Not to match with people to date them, but to spam them with your link, right? Right. I mean, and I think that the important thing to take away from that is that we have no idea how effective that was, but it's a good story and we're talking about it now, you know? Yeah. Like because- everything, everything bleeds into itself. I can't say that one thing worked exceptionally well. I think that when you look at where it came from, like TikTok is probably the... The main source. Probably the main source. And that was just us. People keep asking us like, what's the secret? What's the secret? And it's like... We sent it to two or three people that we're friends with that had a substantial following. They posted it and it caught. And at the end of the day, like that's either going to catch or it's not going to catch. And tons of people will pay marketing firms or whatever, like digital marketing firms, quote unquote, 
tons of money to go do that and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, because it's not authentic. It's right. not done in the right ways. It, exactly. It, it doesn't sprout from the proper root. You exactly. I mean? The source is tainted with and money that, and nonsense. There's the there's your golden ticket to the internet. Don't force it. Like, like do something actually funny or like reach out to people that actually care, build relationships over a long amount of like long period of time. You know, there's no like shortcut to to being able to push something online. Why do you think it worked? Why do you think it resonated? I mean, without being super cocky, I think it's a good song. Um and I think the intro had a huge part of it. Yeah, it was so different because it sounds like a mistake. It was a mistake. I mean, we just, we obviously made the conscious decision to leave it in there. But the other day I was, um, I was in the session file. I was like getting stems for something and you can drag out the clip in either direction. So I just moved it over and, and I listened to that whole clip and there's like, it's like five minutes of, of us just figuring out the record. It's like me shouting into the booth and him trying <laughs> things. I'm like, no, no, try it like this, try it like this. And you can hear all of that, um, so that did I really just forget that melody? Obviously, that's not the first thing that happened. You can drag it out in either direction, but that's where we chose to put it in the beginning. So, did anybody tell you at first, like, okay, at what point does Columbia come in and sign you? How big does the record get before big executives take notice? You want to know something? Okay, so this is funny. This is something that I didn't know until it happened, and I've been involved in the music industry for years now on like a professional i mean quote unquote professional level professional meaning that's like my only job yeah. not on like a crazy successful level but i've dealt with labels on the outside constantly doing production for artists and they're a nightmare <laughs> but um <laughs> good luck like good luck getting paid everything takes like six months and yeah. someone you have to sign something and someone else has to approve it and then it gets somewhere and then they lost it and you have to do it all again and you'll get paid eventually though don't worry um they all use programs that ding when something's going fast enough online and that's how most things are signed now it's like all research driven but the research isn't even like like there are people a and r research where their job is to just keep track of stuff but when something really goes a it pings on a on an app that all of these record labels pay for everyone pays for and then the emails just start flooding in like, wow. So at one point, did you just receive emails from every label at once? Literally, I got one email from a label. And then the next day, like, so it was my lawyer, actually. You know, what? it didn't go to me. It went to my lawyer. Somebody, I think somebody found out who my lawyer was. And um, I had barely hit him up. I only hit him up when, like, I needed, <laughs> you know, just here and there, like, hey, there's this, there's this, there's this. Him and I... He was like, he's super nice, but we didn't have a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and one day he call, he calls me because I had just put the song out. He was like, why did every single label in the world just hit me up in the past five hours? And it's because of those apps. Wow. Yeah. And so the next day I was on the plane to New York and I took like nine or not. That's an exaggeration. Six or seven meetings in one day. What were you looking to hear out of these labels? I mean... Basically, I was looking for a team of people that obviously know what they're doing, understand how the song came to be, and weren't going to stifle that in the future, and also um, weren't thinking a little bit more long-term than just this song. Because in my mind, like, this song's going to do what it's going to do. I love it. I'm, you know, I'll milk it as much as I can. I mean, let's go. But <laughs> I'm interested in the next thing, right? 
Yeah, because that's that's where all the pressure is. That's with love in my heart. You're not necessarily your story's not written by La La La. Oh no, it starts here. Yeah, I mean, ideally, the the amount of people that have one big song and then drop the ball. I mean, <laughs> it's way more people than have one big song and follow it up. Do you know and where so the I know that. Mar- are? I, I do know the Baja men. Where are they? Uh, are they the ones that let the dogs out? Yeah, they are. Where are the dogs? <laughs> In a shelter. Oh, that's a shame. You don't want to be that. It's no. been like 20 years. There's no way those dogs are alive, man. <laughs> I hate to be that guy, but... Come on. I hate to be that guy, but the shelf life on dogs is not... The shelf life on those dogs was about the same as, as the Baja men. <laughs> I'm not talking I f*** with the Baja men. I will do a song with you guys. I'm so sorry. It was just a good bit. So... <laughs> Is there a fear within you of following it up? Because, uh, I don't know, you just said it. I mean, here's the thing. If it doesn't, if I never have another front-end Y2K song in my whole life, I really don't care. I'm a producer, first and foremost. I'll be making songs for people on the back end forever. Um, That being said, the only difference between me making a song for someone on the back end and me making a song for someone on the front end is that my name's on it. So... I feel like I'm sort of in a fortunate position where I can pick and choose the hits and put my name on the ones that I want to and then give the ones that I don't want to to other people if it doesn't make sense for my project because obviously I'm pushing a specific sound as Y2K and then when it comes to production, I'm just a huge sellout so I'll make literally whatever you want. (laughs) I love how you admit that. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's been like my bio is professional sellout forever. Also, I just like making music. Like I'm not going to walk out of a session with like a song that I hate. But, like, you know, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> but are you afraid or were you nervous at all that people were signing you or looking to sign you not for the quality of the record you put out but for the digital oh, just marketing to cash in, campaign cash, Yeah, to cash in. Oh, no. I mean, that wasn't really my concern. My main concern is that, like, any of these labels knows that they're going to cash out on, like, one song and then it's like, well, what's next? So that's where I was, like, really trying to find a team where I felt super comfortable that after this record, I'm going to have a group of people that are willing to push for the next one and try to make this happen again or something similar. Because, you know, who's to say? I, I The reason why this digital marketing, marketing campaign worked is because of like a perfect storm of things. The song is right for the way that we did it, etc. Like, I was having this conversation earlier today. You couldn't take like a love ballad and push it in the same way that we push La La La. That makes so, sense. You know, I mean, every song is going to have its own trajectory and the appropriate way to push that song and being good at marketing is i don't even know if i'm good at marketing to be totally honest with you i mean we've only had one huge success here so i think that i think that you and i should have this conversation again in like a year if i've if i've managed to pull this off again even if you don't we'll still have the conversation yeah in a i'm year. down but i feel like i'm pretty good at digital marketing i don't know i feel like anybody could be good at digital marketing how old are you 25. How old are you? Oh, 26. Cool. Good age. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. We know the internet. How old internet. are you? 28. Old. I'm the old I'm guy. I'm just kidding. The, I'm the old guy in the <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm grandpa. But, you know, here's, <laughs> you are grandpa, which is weird. I mean, also, you went to a bunch of radio stations today with a bunch of old people. That's kind of weird, too, right? Like, you see on the other end sometimes of, like, is it weird to see this hit traditional media the way it has? Yeah, kind of. Um, the weird thing for me is having like parents hit me up and be like my kid loves your song (laughs) like my eight-year-old loves your song and like i mean hell yeah (laughs) that's 
<laughs> Shout out. But that's how you know, though. Yeah. Right? That it's bigger than TikTok. It's going beyond that. It, yeah. I mean, they probably heard it on TikTok. If it's an eight-year-old, yeah. yeah, they, they probably did. got it on TikTok. That being said, though, it has. it's obviously transcending past TikTok because we're like sixth global on Spotify yeah. now. I'm so, telling you it is. So, like, I'm cool with it. Like, I don't, I don't, like, oh, my God, dude. The other day, I was, like, two weeks ago, I was in Arizona, and this girl that I had never met, or I guess I had met her, but I didn't remember her, and I, like, reintroduced myself to her, and she got mad at me, which is, like, <laughs> wow. which famous. is, like, the peak f***ing local thing to do. Like, come on, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, come, come on. Like, I met her one time, like, two years ago. I was, like, I, sorry. I was, like, being really polite. And uh, she, like, started, like, screaming at me. And she was like, you made one TikTok, one TikTok. <laughs> and I was like, all right, hang on. First of all, first of all, I haven't made a TikTok yet. And I'm sorry, TikTok. I will make a TikTok. I'm, I plan on it. I just want it to be good. I don't want it to be corny. I'm trying to, I'm really going for it. God bless. Um, but, yeah. And it's, it's the funniest to me. Like, people are trying to, like, like, Demean. dog on us yeah and you'll see like a lot of like the stan accounts like dogging on us for like it coming up on tiktok and i'm like who f- cares clearly it's bigger than tiktok otherwise it wouldn't be on like the billboard charts but even didn't go- old town road get pretty big off yes. tiktok yeah that was the start but number also, one for 19 weeks so like i don't really consider it to be an insult also like shout out tiktok they're like the f- like that's that's what the kids want to see and I, I think that basically what you're seeing from like anybody our age that's on that is that they're just like it's like the same thing that like your parents were saying about like Vine, the internet Instagram, or whatever Twitter. any of it they're like why are you spending all your time on the computer like blah 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 sorry that's what that's what people want to do now one tiktok is weirdly the present and the future yeah i don't even think it's that weird and two you sign with the team that brought to life old town road right, right. So Ron Perry said something to you in that meeting that obviously resonated with you to give this team the right, right? Right. I mean, Ron's a super cool guy. And I I like that he is I don't know. I just he's got a good a good vibe for lack of a better word. The stupidest word of all time, but whatever. We're bringing vibe back now. Yeah. Vibe is cool First again. First of all, where the hell did vibe go cuz nobody told me. <laughs> I feel like vibe explain a lot. vibe is just like a cliche ass word, but something it makes sense sometimes. But but Ron's got a good vibe, um, and I could tell that he was like not a suit in a suit position, and he understands the value of like being a boots on the ground A and R type guy. And you don't really, I mean, actually, I met quite a few people that remind me of Ron that are like high ups like that. Um, but it, yeah, it did resonate. I mean, he's great. And and everyone everyone at the team over there is awesome. When you're crafting your next record, what are you listening for or striving for? Do you set creative goals or are you just kind of creating freely? So, interestingly enough, um, right now, I ended up cutting... So, sorry, here's some context. I'm working on a producer album. It's called Dream Eater. Cool. La 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 is the first single off of that record. And basically, the reason why it took 10 months for us to put La 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 out, even though it was out, it was ready, you know, almost immediately, is because I was piecing together the rest of that record. And then after you have something like La La La, where you need like a serious follow-up, some of those records didn't feel strong enough to keep on the tape. So I ended up cutting them. So I was waiting for, you know, La La La, wow. wait, like La 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 had to be put on hold to get these together. And now the, now the rest of the tape is being redone because of La La La. Um, so originally, 
what was happening with that tape is I was just making a bunch of different kinds of music uh, that I was proud of that I think is pop focused but unique and not just a carbon copy of what you're hearing over and over because I think that right now a lot of people are just like chasing Spotify playlists. Oh, totally. And I just, I just can't do that. I mean, the, leave that job for someone else, you know? Um, and now, basically, that record, I have the same exact mantra going for it. I'm trying to make it unique. I'm trying to pull from, like, all sorts of different influences. Uh, I really don't reference anything modern. I'm referencing, like, some of my biggest influences are, like, Enya and, like, <laughs> The Cure. Enya and The Cure? Yeah. <laughs> But like you're not gonna like listen to the records and be like, oh, he this this I one's Enya. Enya, yeah, yeah. But it's just more like I'm I'm looking into what kind of gear they were using and what kind of chords and this and that and like why I like those songs. And now and you then have piecing more that together into pop and hip hop. So that's that's the other thing. Now I have these resources. I have a recording budget. I can go grab some of these artists or like work on these songs with people that before it would have just been like a haha funny joke yeah. kind of thing you send direct message after direct message right and so um to answer your question right now i'm going into these sessions like how am i gonna walk out of here with a project that can really stack up to a song like la 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 and that doesn't mean copying the formula that doesn't mean trying to make another one of another la 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 i'm not trying to do that it's just like Let's follow it up. Let's like give people something where they're like excited about it with the resources that I just didn't have to yeah. make this happen before. By the way, like it's the same thing with Lil Nas X, right? Like, yeah. He came strong with that freaking album, dude. Yeah. Panini's a great record. Panini's a great record. And it looks like it's going top 10. Oh, I mean, it's hell yeah. Very close. But by the way, I don't think he could have had Cardi B on a record pre Old Town Road. Isn't it crazy that the, uh, what features did he get? I think he had Cardi B and Cardi's uh, on the album. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Isn't it crazy that the song that's blowing up off that record is just him when he has all these like crazy features? It just goes to like, it goes to show you that at the end of the day, it's like the strongest song is going to pull through. And also, um, obviously, he's just like the it guy right now. Like every all eyes are on him. So when everyone's looking at you and you put out a good record, that's all I like, mean. That's how we have Post Malone debuting how he debuted. Pushing our song 10 spots down. Come on, Post. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> it hurts. That keeps happening. Like, he, we'll go up five spots. Taylor Swift drops an album down 17 spots because her whole record I, yeah, debut is, in. like, top 20. And then we'll, like, and then a lot of those songs obviously taper off and the couple that are going to stay up there stay up. And then we go back up 15 spots. And then Post drops a record. And, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then Kanye might drop a record. I don't know. But, We're just at the mercy of all these superstars. The record the music industry is really crazy because like being just being like a contractor that gets like paid for like a one-off thing and then like being in the machine very different <laughs> seeing how all of that shit works and also i didn't have a manager when i was doing all of that so, uh, so it was just me meeting to meeting and like, your poor lawyer who's only seen five contracts of yours <laughs> yeah i mean he was stoked he was like what? yeah he was like because I feel like I'm the ideal client. Don't bother him. Because I knew that I wasn't, you know, paying his bills or anything. I'm just like a, you know, I was I was like, let's not bother him in, at all. And then suddenly it was like, all right, <laughs> it's game time. <laughs> That's amazing. But it, it, to the point of like, you didn't have a manager. That's scary. Yeah, I mean. 
You didn't have a manager when you took label meetings? No. I had a manager. So funny story. My manager, his name is Nick Warner. He's at Milk and Honey. I, oh, I, cool. I signed with him after I signed. With Columbia. Um, yeah. And so Nick was my manager in like 2015 and he dropped me. <laughs> um, so and I, why are you back there? He's a good guy. He dropped me. It's a good thing he dropped me. So at the time, like I didn't, I wasn't making the right moves. I don't think. I think I was still too attached to the idea of being like a DJ. I wanted to do like these remixes and stuff. And he's like a, their company mostly works with songwriters and producers. Yeah. So like behind the scenes stuff. Um, and I just didn't fit that mold. And so he was like, I'm your friend first and foremost. And I think that you're going to end up getting really mad at me that I can't perform for you. Like you want me to perform for you. So let's just not work together. And he was like, also, just so you know, I don't think you need a manager. And I took that to heart and I really like didn't have a manager except for like a one month stint with like one of my friend's managers for a little bit. Um, and I did not have a manager for the past four years and I did everything myself up until the label meetings and then Nick had Nick called me he was like hey just so you know your song's blowing up do you want me to start linking you with labels just like as a friend and I was like oh I'm in New York at like I just did seven <laughs> meetings yesterday and he was like oh okay cool sounds good well just um just call me if you need anything as like I'm down to give I'm down to let you know what's going on and he wasn't being a vulture at yeah. all he was super just like he would have given me all of this advice for free not expected a thing and like after like five days I was like are you trying to manage me <laughs> and he said well yeah but I didn't want to be like whack about it he's like sign your deal first and then talk to me and I said alright and here we are that's pretty nice yeah wow. god bless him <laughs> so many so <laughs> many wild. people in his position would probably try to like vulture on right oh, before yeah. like the advance or whatever oh yeah but like I did I actually had people try to do that like people I'd never even talked to really try to do that yeah anybody big anybody yeah. that surprised you uh no not like like management people that were like trying to like Swoop, nah. It was just like randoms. But see, that's not fair because then they're responsible for essentially nothing. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I think that uh, any good manager is not like trying to cheese their way into like 15% of an advance or whatever. Like they're in it for the long haul. That's what you want? Yeah. Where's baby no money at? Does he have money? Uh, I would venture to say he has money now. Okay. <laughs> I would venture to say he had I mean, he definitely had money before the song too, but the name is just so good. It is good. And mm -hmm. I love that he's always playing on this bit that he's broke, which it's, it's a good I like it. You know he's not broke. Oh, he's definitely not broke. Courtesy of you. Uh, no, he's chilling. He's been, he's, at, Baby No Money is by far the bigger artist of the two of us. So, but like, he needed this record. I don't want to be that guy, but like, the record affected and helped both of you. Definitely. I mean, it's just as much his record as, as it is mine. It's just going on my project. And I produced his whole next album for him. But Baby No Money oh. has built a super successful, independent touring and recording career. I mean, he's had, even before this record, was doing uh, millions and millions of plays a month. And he was totally DIY. Um, cool. So he's got, obviously, La 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 has leveled both of us up in ways that we cannot explain. But... If we're talking like my my career trajectory compared to his, like he's definitely like he was all, he was in a better spot before this song than I was. Do you feel like you're gonna need TikTok to get your next song out there? No, nah, I mean no. Uh, but I wouldn't be mad if a bunch of kids started making TikToks to the <laughs> next song. I see what it can do. But it, like I said, my whole point is if it's if it's not organic, if it doesn't feel right, if it's like 
some 35-year-old guy in Chelsea boots trying to tell Jawline Steve to <laughs> hit the whip to my next song to try to make it viral. Hit it's just not going to work. What do you think about Jawline Steve I as like an that, influencer though. name? <laughs> I'm kind of here for it. Jawline Steve. He's 16 years old. He shaved three lines into his eyebrow, and he cannot wait for prom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny because I can see it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but honestly, yo, shout, hey, shout out to him. Shout out all Yeah, because you know there's about a million of them. There's a million of them, and I guarantee you they've done TikToks to La La La, and I love and support you all. Has your creative process changed from La 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 to now outside of the fact that you have more resources? I have not been able to make music worth a f***ing damn since this song came out. I've been on the road for like six straight weeks. That sucks. Yeah. But um, I am... No. No. Not really. Because yesterday I did a session with my friend Mike, Smart Death. We're in a band together. It's called Ballroom. It sounds like Elliot Smith. Rock on. Please stream it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, him and I him and I did a session yesterday. But for your ballroom, the ballroom project? No, we did a session for my project. Um, okay. So basically one of the songs that I ended up cutting off the record is the song that he was on, but I love him to death, and I, he's super talented, and I want him on the project. So I was like, well, you need to get back in here so we can make another song. Yeah, but do you add other writers to that room or just you two? It was just me and him. Got it. So we just did a record yesterday. Uh, same process. He lays on my couch and texts, and we like <laughs> both like riff melodies to each other and like lyric ideas. And I made the beat with him in the room, and we walked out with a song, and it's good. Is there no part of you that wants to like call in? I don't know. You could probably get a couple people to do a session with you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And for some, for some sessions, that's totally important to me. Um, like a Julia Michaels type. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or like, I mean, Justin Tranter. Yeah. Maybe a Max Martin writer. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And Tommy I, Brown. I'm, and that's honestly where my, my management is like the absolute best because that's what they do. That's their bread and butter is producer songwriter sessions. Hell yeah. And I'm, yeah, uh, definitely. I plan on doing that like all this year, all next year. Um, excuse me. Mm. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> <laughs> I hope that becomes a meme somewhere because your look, uh, the look on your face, remind me of like a. I ate a, I had an egg and cheese sandwich, and there it. it is. Where are your parents? They're in Arizona. Where in Arizona are you from? I'm from. So I was born. The hospitals in Scottsdale. I grew up in North Phoenix. Cool. I went to high school in Scottsdale. So my mom had a music store over there, and then my parents moved up to Cave Creek, which is like kind of the middle of nowhere horse town that they're now starting to develop and my parents are pissed about it because there's traffic <laughs> the hipsters are coming to town yeah well like the like 30 something families are coming to town with their tiny child that rides around in like an electric hummer <laughs> but yeah similar vibe yeah i mean yeah their version of yeah so what do they think of all this they're stoked i mean minus the fact that my dad called me earlier and i answered i said i can't talk right now dad and then i hung up on him he's probably like they're stoked <laughs> I was in like I was in a thing. <laughs> yeah, you were busy. I mean, yeah, no, but they're. I mean, they're so excited. I, uh, my mom, I think especially my mom is just so excited because she went to school for music therapy. She opened up a music store and she was like, "Ari, never get into music. This is the worst career. There's no money in it. You'll never have any sort of sustainable income. Don't do it. Do anything else." And then, of course, I became a musician, and she was like, oh, God, like, mm -hmm. this isn't going to work out. And then I was like, hey, Mom, it worked out. And so <laughs> that's 
probably a pretty big relief for her. And then my, my dad is, my dad's stoked too. He keeps like sending me covers that people are doing of the song because he spends all his time on YouTube like looking up like La 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 runoff videos. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. They're fire. so proud. Yeah, they're super stoked. And I, I'm very glad to be like a stress relief for them. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Our son's not going to end up completely dropping the ball and playing video games until he's 70 years old yeah i mean because that really was the the path but hey listen boomers you can make a career off video games <laughs> stop making billy go to bed at 10 o'clock let him grind Fortnite. this could pay off <laughs> now's your chance dude some 16 year old made like three million dollars a couple weeks ago oh yeah he won the big championship yeah. thing yeah it, I, I think it's really cool that your mom was a musician and she she did feed you one story and one cautionary tale but I don't know, like... Oh, she was always supportive. I mean, But like, your mom's story and everything your mom has done is kind of, it's laid ground for you. 100%. I mean, I don't think that I would be nearly as into music as I am if I wasn't always around it. Every day after school, I would walk to my mom's music store and work there for like five hours and rent little kids' violins and just mess around on an acoustic guitar. That's great. And then here I am, not that good at guitar <laughs> at all, but like, that's fine, you know? I like it. <laughs> I'm friends with people that are good at guitar. Hire people that are better at the thing than you're better at. Or better at the thing than you. Listen, man, I can talk sometimes. <laughs> but it makes sense. Thanks. What are you thinking, Dan? Who wrote all the lyrics to La La La? Was it you or Baby No Money? Uh, lyrics are mostly him. Okay. My my main lyrical contributions were actual La La La, which I know is woo, super poetic and deep, <laughs> never been done before. And uh, the Amex No Cap 800 score line. Because uh, I'm a big proponent of credit scores, and also they don't have American Express in Canada. <laughs> but like the melodic, like the the a couple of the main melodies were me, uh, and also just like me and him riffing together. It was his like first time writing. Yeah, uh, like how you guys did the ba na 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 da 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 yeah, sha la la la. Yeah, yeah. So the the lyrics, uh, baby, no money. That is, I would say, his strongest forte is lyrics. That kid can just like write for days. I'm corny, but your girl, he want the. D crazy line and in the in the uh in the radio version it's i'm corny but your girly want the pick <laughs> what'd you change bitch to yeah he just re-recorded girl and it sounds bad but it's fine <laughs> got your girl singing like la 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 what'd you have to change this line to when i popped off then your girl gave me just a little bit of lockjaw okay so this one was actually really <laughs> really easy um i didn't know that this was a thing but Lacha is apparently some Stan thing. You know Stan culture? Yeah. 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 I don't know what it is. If one of you guys are near a computer that you can Google, just look up L-A-C-H-A because we just changed it to that. Because originally when all of these lyric videos dropped from like, you know, the, the lyric vibes now on YouTube where they just like upload your song with lyrics on it and then just like cash out. Yeah. Until, you know. That's <laughs> so yeah. gross. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I mean, fuck it. But uh, originally they had mislabeled it as Lacha. And we were like, oh, there we go. We could just make it that. And? And we did. Okay. Yeah, so we sent it over. I don't know what Lacha means, but we did say it. Are you getting an answer on there? L-A-C-H-A? No, yeah, like Urban Dictionary. Is it oh. Lacha or Lacha? Lacha. Everything I'm seeing for Lacha right now is... Buy Indian wedding lacha dresses, bridal can, collections. No, can you put lacha urban dictionary, dude? <laughs> Jesus Christmas. Yeah, it's we like are you not, never operate a computer. I'm telling you right now, we it's not an it's not an Indian wedding dress. Oh, the act of going crazy or acting in a freaky manner. Oh, that's okay, perfect. there we go. So she just went she went crazy. She went stupid and dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
She went uh, loco. <laughs> Isn't that a YG song? Loco? Go loco. Yes. Shut up. Are you good? Yeah, no, I was, that's exactly what it is. And actually, on Urban Dictionary, one of the hashtags under it is baby no money. Is it? Yeah. All right. It's Y2K. Thanks for hanging out. Oh, wait. Dude. Another question. Okay. You I'm have here. great hair. I'm Thank sure you. you hear that all the time. Thank you. That's not a question. <laughs> It's a really uncomfortable compliment. Yeah. Keep going. Th- no, that's a good compliment. Thank you. I don't wash it. Was you about to ask me what my hair routine was? Uh, I didn't know what I was going to say next, but let's go with that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't wash my hair. Like, period. I barely get it wet. I got it wet today. Same. Why? How? I don't know. It's just my hair is, like, not oily, and I feel like it sort of takes care of itself. It's sort of like... um. I feel like that's a scary feeling. Listen, man, you can sniff my hair after this. You can tell me if I need to shampoo it, because I don't think I do. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> Dan, you want to go sniff it? Come. Okay, I'll be right over. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, the way that the way that I think <laughs> the way that I think hair works is that um, your body produces oil. How is it? Ooh, let me get the deeper. Oh, God. it's fine, right? It smells good, right? Yeah, I haven't washed my hair in like four months. Um, <laughs> he just went nose to scalp. Yeah. Well, I had to get in there. Thank you. Deep. Yeah, but so so here's my here's my hair tip, and I don't think this works for everyone. Uh, because I think some people have naturally greasier hair than others. I fortunately was gifted with perfect genetics through and through, all the way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, if you shampoo your hair, your hair is going to produce more oil because you're stripping the oil and your hair is trying to compensate, right? And that's like yeah. kind of the purpose of conditioner is that you like add oils back in so your hair doesn't overproduce oils and you're getting like the smell goody oils instead of like the ones that don't smell good. But since my hair doesn't really like produce oil that crazy, if I don't strip it from the, if I don't strip the oil from it, You're good. it just, it's like an equilibrium. It balances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're ending on. Wow. Right? Yeah. Look at you. Just a man blessed in so many different ways. Yeah. Thank, thank God for my hair. I look so stupid with short hair. It's insane. Do you ever go with a man bun or do you always have it down? I mean, I put it up when I like take showers and if I'm like working out or something, but no, for the most part, I keep it down. I think Jesus would be jealous of your hair. Yeah, that's a little sacrilegious, but I'm Jewish. I don't even know if I can comment on that without upsetting someone. Yeah. So, uh, Y2K, everybody! <laughs> Woo! You owe us another visit in uh, six months to a year, I guess? Okay. Yeah, come. I'll be back. I'll be back, like, next week. That's fine. Are you going to move to L.A.? Or are you going to move here? I live here. So, have Baby you... No Money lives in Canada. I live in Pasadena. Got it, but... I... The city of Angles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of very intense angles yeah. in Pasadena. It's hard Angels. to get around. Yeah, no, it's nice over there. I like it. How long have you been here? Like four years. Oh wow! So yeah. like Arizona is really far in your past. Yeah, yeah. See a hot, bad Arizona. I'm just kidding. Arizona's cool. It's fine. I'm glad I'm gone. Pasadena's your new home. Yeah. Y2K. Yeah, baby. Thank you for having me. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. Love. Stream la la la, please. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.